Look around, what do you see? Cars, lots of them. And guess what? They're probably on Auto Trader. Whether you're into timeless classics or the latest trends, did somebody say solar-powered, eco-friendly, vegan, leather-wrapped, aromatherapy-scented, disco ball-equipped, self-driving car? If you see it on the road, you can likely find it on Auto Trader. Big cars, small cars, blue cars, new cars, used cars, electric cars, and one day, maybe even flying cars. With millions of options to choose from, buying a car becomes a whole lot easier. See it. Find it. Auto Trader. Hey, and welcome to the Short Stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and Jerry's here too, and it's Short Stuff. Uh, this is a PSA episode of Short Stuff. Mm-hmm. We like to do those kinds of things where we tell you to stop doing something that you're doing because it's harmful, and <laughs> you didn't know it. So that's what we're going to do here today. And also, hat tip to my wife, Yumi, who sent me an article on this. Um, yeah. I, had, I had no idea about this. But... Um, we're talking about nose picking. We have to kind of start <laughs> off first, Chuck, um, by establishing a link between the nose and the brain. Go. Uh, sure. Um, and this is going to relate to some particular brain diseases like uh, Alzheimer's and, and generally dementia overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when those things happen, it's super sad. And that's a result of plaque building up and protein tangles uh, in your brain that are blocking neurological pathways mm-hmm. and gum, gumming up the works, basically. Yeah. And over the years, they've kind of known for a while that, like, memory and smell are some of the first early signs. And uh, that's no surprise, but the University of Chicago Medicine has stumbled upon, not stumbled upon, did some very intentional research <laughs> that found uh, recently that if you have a sudden loss of smell, uh, and generally, you're in, if you're in the age range, you know, if you're 13 and you lose your smell for something, you probably have COVID. So don't worry. You probably got you did something <laughs> wrong. You're being punished by God. That's right. Uh, but if you have a sudden loss of smell, it can be a very good early warning sign that you might be headed down um, a road for dementia or Alzheimer's. Yeah. What was interesting is the link is so strong that the um, a sudden loss of smell is as big a risk factor as having the literal gene that they basically say, like, this That's is the Alzheimer's really... gene, the APOE-E4 gene. Yeah. Like, you don't have to have that gene. And if you lose your smell suddenly, you're just as likely to develop Alzheimer's shortly after. Pretty remarkable finding. I think so, too. So, Chuck, that was really well done. You established a link between the nose and the brain, which sets us up for the next part. Um, which is to say there is a connection between the nose and the brain physically as well, not just neurologically. That is problematic because researchers from um, the Clem Jones Center for Neurobiology and Stem Cell Research in Brisbane in Australia found that um, picking your nose could actually be a risk factor for Alzheimer's as well. That's right, uh, and they caveat it, and we should caveat it as well that they use uh, mouse mouses, they use mice, mices, uh, mouse models to check this out, and they have definitely uh, found that there's the introduction of a, a bacteria called Chlamydia. Uh, num- I don't, I never have remembered, even though people wrote in. How do you pronounce it when it's I A E at the end? Um, I A E. <laughs> I think it's pneumonia. I mean, we've had very smart scientists and doctors say, guys, 
<laughs> and I, you see that I, it is pronounced this way, and I never can remember. I think it is EA. I mean, if you just take the I away, A, remember Aeon Flux? That's how they spell that. <laughs> so I'm guessing it's pneumonia. Okay, so chlamydia pneumonia, uh, which can be very dangerous, is very dangerous for the brain. Uh, and this bacteria goes from the nose to the brain mm-hmm. and kind of kicks off the production of this amyloid plaque, which is one of the plaques that can, you know, kind of kick off Alzheimer's and dementia. Yeah, and what's interesting about that is that uh, once this um, this C. pneumonia gets into your brain or your central nervous system and you start developing this amyloid plaque, that seems like a dumb thing to do since that's going to trigger Alzheimer's. But they found antiviral and antimicrobial properties in amyloid plaque, so they think it might be part of our immune system. So Interesting. You, you just you don't want this bug, not just for that. Like it's it's been linked to a lot of other stuff too because it's so effective at attacking our central nervous system that um, they think it's possible that multiple sclerosis is the result of an infection of this bug. That's pretty crazy. Um, it exacerbates asthma. Uh, it, it can trigger uh, arteriosclerosis, which uh, apparently it makes us start absorbing LDL cholesterol, uh, which inflames our, um, our blood vessels, which hardens them over time. All because this bug made its way into your body. So the upshot of this is that um, these researchers in Brisbane say, don't pick your nose because all you're doing is helping this bug get in there in the first place. All right, I think it's a great spot for a break. Mm -hmm. And we'll come back and explain all that in a sec. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, oh, 
All right. So the Australians tied this to mice. Uh, they came out and said, all right, we've we tested the mice. Now we need to test this on humans. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, we are really pretty sure that it's bad for humans and that you shouldn't be picking your nose because you could get some of that bacteria on your finger. Mm-hmm. And basically stick it up onto a highway that goes to your brain. Yeah. Uh, It may already be on your hands. It may already be in your nose, in which case you'd be shoving it up there further by picking (laughs) your nose. Yeah. And now comes the second half of this episode where we're just going to talk a little more generally about picking your nose. Yeah, because uh, what the the C. pneumoniae um, is not the only bug that you can push into your Um, your nose even further. The problem with that one in particular is that it attacks the central nervous system, right? Um, But picking your nose, like you said, is not um, something you want to do in the first place. First of all, it's, it's gross. It's I mean, you you just know it's gross, but it can be dangerous too. Uh, But it also seems to be really, really widespread, Chuck. Yeah, and I do want to point out really quickly, like, the the whole thing with COVID and masks. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons that they were telling people to wear masks was not just to keep from inhaling uh, particles into your nose, but it was to keep your fingies away from your mouth and nose. Yeah. So you don't just, like, scratch your nose with a little COVID on it because it could be a carrier. So that's another reason people are saying to keep those masks on because they found that picking your nose is literally shoving whatever bacteria you have on that index finger or thumb sometimes or pinky if it's in the little corner (laughs) (laughs) and getting it closer to your brain. Right. So there was this um, study from 1995 uh, out of Madison, Wisconsin, and these researchers sent a 1,000 questionnaires out to people And the questionnaires basically said, hey, we have a bunch of questions about um, picking your nose. You want to answer these? And 254 people responded. (laughs) I love that. And the response that they got was, we all do. All of us pick our noses. 91% of the people in the survey uh, reported picking their nose. 75% said that they think everybody picks their nose. I thought everyone kind of picked their nose occasionally. I think they do. This study is criticized because um, it could it could very easily suffer from uh, response bias. If you'll yeah. remember from our uh, scientific biases episode, that was one of them, uh, where only people who are actually interested in, in talking about <laughs> nose picking and yeah. who are likely to pick their noses then uh-huh. uh, would have been the ones who responded. So that would skew the results. But still, 91% is pretty significant. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. I pick my nose here and there if I'm uh, in a situation where it calls for it. Oh yeah, sure. If I if I got a boogie up there and and there's no tissue at hand, mm-hmm. just get that thing out of there. I don't think it's that gross. I mean, boogers are kind of gross looking, but it's not. Uh, you know, it's not like picking poop out of your butt. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not at all. Did I just say that? You did. Okay. Uh, for these respondents. Uh, I guess I'm one of the 254 that were like, yeah, I'll fill this thing out. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, I'm a proud nose picker. Uh, for 2% of the subjects uh, in this survey, which is not many, um, it actually like, and I think these are people who sort of obsessively pick, it actually interfered with their daily functioning. <laughs> uh, and people responded with how much time. Some people responded 15, 30 minutes. There was one person that said they spend over two hours a day picking their nose. <laughs> 
and it caused various medical problems from uh, uh, perforation of the septum um, oh, to man. this one lady. I think it was a different case study, but yeah. um, she perforated her septum and carved a hole in her sinuses mm. from obsessively nose picking. Yeah. Can you imagine? No. So the these researchers um, concluded that nose picking is probably universal among adults at least, so it should not be considered a mental disorder alongside something like uh, trichotillomania, right? Um, w- where you pull your hair out. Um, and there's actually a, a a name like that for nose picking, or at least compulsive nose picking, rhinotelexomania. Um, and they said we should get rid of rhinotelexomania. It's ruined enough lives as a label. So let's just say everybody picks their nose instead. Rhino? How did you pronounce that? Rhinotelexomania. I don't think that's right. R- Rhino till X O. Yeah, it's a hundred percent right. Oh, well, what am I looking at then? What is rhino trichotillomania? Oh, so there's a one, there was a documented case of somebody who compulsively picked their nose and pulled their hair. Ah, so they okay. dubbed it that. I didn't know if it was nose hair because getting after that nose hair can be a problem too. Man, that stuff. Do you ever do that? Like pull out your nose hair? I do. Uh, it's very painful. Mm-hmm. But what I try to do is get in there with my um, – I've got, I've got some really nice haircutting scissors. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is just to say they cut very well and very precisely. So I try to – because, you know, as you get older, you get hair in your nose and your ears like you never have before. Yeah. And you don't want to be that guy with, like, the crazy eyebrows and nose hair everywhere. It just busts out all over. You turn into, like, a chia pet. <laughs> Basically. So I try to take care of this stuff. Uh, so I get in there with the scissors um, when I'm thinking about it. Now I'll, I'll trim the uh, eyebrows and I'll trim up the nose hair. And then the ear hair, I don't want to stick scissors in there. So I'll just feel around in there and I'll pluck those. And those are pretty painful too. You should just get one of those little buzzer things. Those work really well for nose hair and ear hair. I used to have one of those. I, I went like analog. That yeah, was fine. Oh, you like analog, you hipster? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I literally just kind of lost it over the years mm-hmm. and then never replaced it, but I didn't have anything against it. It was fine. So uh, there were some other researchers, too, that did a follow-up study in 2000 in Bangalore, India. Um, I remember our friend Van Nostrand's band was named the Bangalores. That's right. Yeah, just wanted to mention that. <laughs> and their their hypothesis was that... Um, uh, something like nose picking, that kind of habit, um, finds its like origin in childhood and it just carries over into adulthood. That does not seem to be the case. Apparently, nose picking becomes much more um, appealing to you as you age because only 7.6% um, percent of respondents in, of these teenagers who were surveyed said that they picked their nose. Uh, I'm guessing that they were given anonymity uh, because it's a pretty self-conscious question for a teenager. Um, but apparently it's it's an adult phenomenon more than a, a childhood phenomenon. Yeah, I, I'm glad to know it was anonymous because at first I was like, come on. I'm sure these teenagers were just like, well, I don't pick my nose. Well, yeah, I'm guessing it was anonymous because that would have been a terrible study design <laughs> if it wasn't. Uh, okay, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I'm curious about all these numbers, though. Any, this is just a tough thing to really quantify. Any survey where you're asking people to admit doing something that may not be socially acceptable is pretty tough. Totally.
And socially acceptable is right because depending on where you are in the world, uh, it may or may not be frowned upon. Yeah. I think in the U.S., uh, if you're not egregiously just digging in there, uh, <laughs> going for gold, as right. I say. Yeah. Then you can get away with a, a quick little nose pick and, you know, just sort of do one of those and people won't be think you're like a monster. No, they'll look the other way. Yeah. In, in the cars, when you always see people in traffic, I always say, pick a winner, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're honking. I, I don't yell it at them. I just say it to myself. Um, in Japan, actually, it's not – they don't really celebrate public nose picking. But um, by comparison, blowing your nose in public is way worse of a social faux pas for sure, which That's makes a, a lot of sense. It makes sense though because um, they're very germ conscious in Japan. I mean they, they've been wearing masks since way before the pandemic. They're old school with that stuff. Yeah. So I could totally see that being a big social taboo there. Yeah, blowing your nose in public. In public is one thing, but like in a restaurant, I'm always like, what do I do? I always feel like I should get up and excuse myself to mm-hmm. blow my nose. Yeah. And I try to, unless it's kind of a, 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 you know what I'm saying? I don't want to get too gross here, but if it's like a quick little thing, it's not that big of a deal. But if it's something that sounds gross, sure. Like if you're really like releasing a lot of snot and you can hear that. Oh, yeah. Then I think you should probably like excuse yourself. That's for the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then China, apparently, I saw there's a Wall Street Journal article where um, the author moved to China and started picking their nose because they said that um, nose picking in China is, quote, a way of life. Yeah, interesting. But in a, you're like, okay, that's weird, China. But apparently, uh, the the author kind of chalked it up to all of the soot that's in the air in some, some of the major cities there that you just have to. It's like yeah. every time we go to New York, at the end of the day— I pick my nose because I'm just getting all the crud out of there. Yeah. I can only imagine, you know, visiting Beijing, and, and of course you're going to pick your nose. Of course. You got anything else? Nope. It's a way of life. It is, Chuck. I, I Hats off to you for admitting you pick your nose. I'll admit it to you. See? Everyone picks their nose a little bit. It's no big deal. Feels good, man. Uh, it feels good to say, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> also, it can feel good to pick your nose, too. Oh, yeah. That first nose blow of the morning, too, is very rewarding. Yep. So uh, I think short stuff is out, don't you? It's got to be. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.